What's good, everybody? It's your boy Jeff, aka Fogey, back once again with another episode of Operation Gundam History. That is right, I'm here by myself, mainly because I have forgotten to hit up my co host, and that is okay. Because you know why? We're all on this trip together, and we're all friends, and you're gonna enjoy every last minute of it. I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're having a good week. And I hope by the time you listen to this episode, you have that nice, steaming, cold bowl of cereal or hot if you like oatmeal in front of you watching and listening to Gundam. Alright now, let's get with the housekeeping. Housekeeping this week is pretty simple. Follow the socials. That's number one. Most importantly, like the podcast, rate the podcast, share the podcast, help this podcast grow. There's only so much I can do by myself. I need the power of you and the community that loves this podcast to get the word out. And also, and once again, Spotify listeners, there is the option to do the listener support, which means you give me money per month for the podcast. Totally up to you. Your support just by listening is fine. But if you want to take your support to the next level, if that's whole, that, that money's burning a hole in your pocket, feel free to go ahead and, you know, drop that $9.99 a month. You know, that'll help out pay a month of uh, Funimation for us here. But anyway, thank y'all once again for your support. Thank y'all for spending your time and a portion of your day with me. Let's dive into episode seven. The core fighters escape. I hope y'all like that little um, edit I did there for for the intro of the episode. But episode seven, um, I like this episode. It, it's a lot of fun because the the conflict in the episode is more with the crew than it actually is with Zeon and Char. Of course, Char makes an appearance, but he's not, like, the main focus right now, you know? But we open up back on White Base. They're trying to get everybody taken care of and sorted out as they're they're on Earth at this point in time. People are getting antsy and reckless and kind of upset, and they're trying to... The White Base is trying to get contact with the rest of the Federation and having issues with it. So... Amuro has this bright plan. We're like, oh, hey, we can do this. We can we can attach this to this, and I can go do the thing and come back. You know, all right, whatever. Meanwhile, a separate conversation happens, which I'll show the clip of what happens. Zeon territory, and these are old folks and young children. Sir, are we landing the evacuees? No, our Mr. Bright prefers to keep us on the run. You know I didn't say that, Kai. Ouch, too harsh. But hey, what about food? There's rations going to 100 people who don't even fight, you know. Kai, it's just as this young man says, Bright. We were So yeah, that is just further, further notification that Kai sucks and Kai does not deserve to enter the gates of heaven because he probably won't. He has a little bit of growth later in the series, but he he's a big, he's a big old asshole. And we don't like that around these parts, but... Everybody kind of dogpiles on Kai, and Kai is just kind of smug about it, which, all right, whatever, man. Don't be don't be the topic of the day on the ship, which he already is at this point in time. We were forced against our will to leave and become space immigrants. By a stroke of luck, we managed to come back to the Earth we thought we'd never see again. We can't miss out. We're almost there. I want to walk on ground again. Don't you feel the same? Well, listen, I have an idea that might work. You're suggesting we use the power directly? from White Base in order to launch the core fighter? 
Yeah, it's probably our best solution. The trajectory will get the plane directly to the target. Actually, it does seem quite possible. Amaro, you've done the calculations? Yeah. We can attach the main engine steam valve to the sender catapult, right? What do you think? But... Huh? Bravo! Hayato! The evacuees are upset about something! Come huh? right away! <laughs> we'll never get anywhere if we just sit around playing a waiting game with the enemy. Let's try Amaro's idea. Well, first we have to see if it's even possible to modify the catapult. Also, we need someone who can withstand the force of the launch without the risk of blocking out. Well, I suggested it. If the plan doesn't succeed, there'll just be one casualty. Amaro. Well, well, you'll be our martyr. Don't worry. I'm not saying I think this plan is going to fail, Kai. Mr. Bright, please approve the catapult modification. Done. Do you approve of this, sir? Lieutenant Reed. Yes, I do. The most important thing is to contact HQ and get reinforcements. Yeah, this is not gonna end well with these old people not happy. Like, I get it. You want to get back to Earth. You're right there about to be home. But you got to remember, you are in this situation. Nobody wanted y'all here. <laughs> Sounds bad to say. Nobody wanted civilians on this ship. There was not a choice nor an option. It's... Y'all get left and die, or you have a chance to come with us and live. We'd rather take y'all with us and not have that guilt on our conscience. And so we, we, we drag them along with us. And I get it. They want to be home. They want to see their family where they grew up. They want to go touch the earth soil again. But right now is not the time to start getting crafty and getting pissed off about stuff and things. Anyway, we go to Shar and Garmo on the ship. Um, pretty brief conversation a moment they have, but the real thing that they notice is Amro slingshots off after we see, uh, this clip right here. Right, I'm eating now. All right, listen. Yeah? The first 30 seconds will be tough. Captain! The evacuees are rebelling, sir! Huh? <gasps> What's that? The old folks went nuts back there and took some of the children hostage. They're demanding that White Base land now. Hey, don't eat any more food, okay? You'll throw up. Right. Now. There's more. Frau Bo offered herself as a hostage just so she could watch over the children. We're at a standoff. What's your hours logged on a core fighter? Kid? Uh, 18 hours in simulation, and 35 hours in training, and 2 hours in combat. These days, you rookies get a little bit of training, and they send you off to fight. I guess we've got no choice, do we? Sir, aren't you worried? About what? Amuro, you heard Frau's been taken hostage. Can't you even show a little concern for Hayato, take a look around the room. Bright and Sela and everyone else that is here. I figure we leave it in their hands and the problem will be solved. Hey, we all have to do what we can, you know. Yeah, I know. I'm jumping around a bit, but forgive me, forgive me. Um, It's pretty wild that the they definitely beat it over our head that these are children these are not adults these are very much children which is true like amro has very little training amro dead ass joined this as a teenager who just so happened to have the manual to gundam and had prior knowledge of knowing what gundam was if you watch gundam the origin enough to where he could pilot the ship and the ship adapts to him and so now we literally have a 16-year-old about to fight this battle for us. But like I said, Char gets shot off to go go take care of that. That's their priority, but I'm not going to focus so much on the Char and Garma aspect of it until the end because, again, 
they're not the main point of this. They're not the main driver of this episode. The main driver is the old people revolting and then some personal growth and development with Amuro. Because now, as we see with this next clip, I have tried my best to explain the situation to you, but... First of all, we want to assure you that we don't want to hurt anybody here. We just want to hear the truth about what's happening. So then, you don't need to take any hostages, do you? Mm. Mm. Huh? Oh. Now then, holster your sidearms. <gasps> Put them away. Right. <sighs> oh, my grandson. I haven't seen him at all since I left Earth. I want to see the town I grew up in and the river nearby. Please, I was separated from my husband. I have to see him. Listen, no one said that we wouldn't be landing on the Earth. How long will it be? Tell me exactly. How long will it be until we're able to walk on the ground? Huh? I feel badly that you have to deal with this, sir. But we had to talk to you. We had legitimate concerns which weren't being taken seriously. We're trying to do our best under the circumstances, sir. Attention, Bright! Bright, it's urgent! Bright! Huh? What is it? Please come quickly. The old right people away. are revolting. They took children hostage to have them put the ship down. Bright, Sailor, Ryu, Hayato, and crew pull up with the blicks, ready to rock and roll. And the old people are like, all right, we give up. Also, can you kindly put your gun away? And Bright's like, oh, yeah, holster your, holster your pistols. <laughs> like, I really want to, like, in a real life situation, what success do you think you'd have as a civilian taking kids hostage and pointing a, and, and not having any sort of weapon on a military ship? But it just shows how desperate people are right now. It's, these times are tough for everybody, and they're kind of at their, their wit's end. They only took children hostage, and thankfully they didn't hurt any children, but still, it's like, hey, this is not the time for your bullshit. We have to do military stuff to make sure we can actually land and get y'all onto the earth safely. Y'all are making it hard for us to do our job. Please stop. Please stop. But I think it's funny that they they ha they went through Blix ready to go. Frau tried to keep the peace, and I, I commend her and whatnot. And then Bright realizes that the old people are a little scared when the guns are out. He's like, "All right, let's go ahead and holster these bad boys." Like I said earlier, and now we can go back to the action. Amuro passed out. Um, his plan worked, minus the fact that he passed out. Because he's not used to that G-Force. Because remember, they're all in, they're all from space. Them being on Earth is a new experience for them. So the ships, their planes, and Gundam and stuff, everything's going to feel different because gravity is different on our planet versus flying around in space. So he passes out, and he makes it back, thankfully, in one piece. Unfortunately, he wakes up to being chased by Char. And Char isn't even in, like, his actual ship. He's in just some, like, a transport ship that just so happens to have guns. And even at one point in the episode, he even says, Ah, oh, these guns aren't calibrated correctly, so he can't hit Amro. And Amro's like, oh, snap. That's right. He is not in a ship that can take me on. I'm going to start doing some stuff and things. And he maneuvers and does some cool shit. Because, remember, he's, he's learning on the fly. 
And the fact that he is already knowledgeable enough to know, like, I can outmaneuver the ship and probably take it down, which he hits the ship. In my opinion, where he messed up, but again, it's an Keep anime. Keep your eye on the enemy's really position. About this part. Keep moving. Wait a minute. That vehicle, it's mainly designed to be a re-entry capsule. It's not meant for air combat. far as you go, Char. A direct hit! Don't worry, Dren. I'll get us out of this. Go into a dive now. Is he should have shot to kill. He's killed everybody else. We're going to see in the episode he kills so many more people, but he doesn't blow up Char's ship. He even says, not this time, Char. Bro, just blow the ship up. Because Char is smart enough to, all right, we got hit enough to where we're smoking. Let's dive down and act like we're going to go down, and then we're just going to come back and go after for round two, which happens because they send their fleet of ships. They send like six other uh, ships after Amuro. Amuro is on his way back. He's dodging all these bullets, and then Kai is a dumbass, but thanks for Kai's dumbassery, we get to see another splendid right hook, right cross, whatever you want to call it, from Bright Noah. Mr. Bright and Lieutenant Reed. <laughs> I just knew it wouldn't work. <clears throat> Oh, that was nice. What did I ever do to deserve that? Hi, if you show that attitude once more, I'll open the hatch and toss you out of the ship. <sighs> I gotcha, Mr. Bright. The core fighter, it's returning. And it happened. Yeah, you got, he, he smoked him. I, I, there's probably more gifts of Bright punching Amuro and Kai and other people in this anime than there should be. But every time it's a brilliant punch. He's got to have the best, the best right hook, right cross in, in 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 the space. Like, I don't think anybody could beat him hand to hand in combat. Maybe Ramba, maybe Rambo could have had a chance, but I don't know. Bright's kind of got some, some some rage going on, you know. But, uh, now the real news is going to happen is that Amuro has to do a mid air conversion, not mid air conversion. This episode, Amuro has to fight in Gundam mid-air which like i said earlier gundam and their planes and stuff are built for space they're on earth so everything's different and in particular gundam is built for ground combat when on earth so for it to be in the sky and doing stuff it's not normal it's not a normal feature or thing for it luckily the machine can learn on itself but amro freaks out a little bit and has Zero confidence in the situation. Core fighter entering our defense zone. All battle stations, fire upon my command. Convert core fighter into Gundam. Amuro, are you there? I know it's hard, but you'll have to fight an aerial battle in the Gundam. Huh? Aerial battle? But Gundam's built specifically for land combat, Sela. Don't worry, you can spend up to a minute in free fall. Huh? You can do it. You're asking too much. I don't have the kind of skill it takes to fight in midair. Don't you want to survive? Listen, you're approaching the deck now. Try to stay alert. <sighs> I can't do it again. I just can't. <sighs> Thankfully, his biggest cheerleader comes to save the day in Sela. But, you know, Sela, I don't know if... I know. Nobody here feels any more confident than you do. Listen, Amaro, you have some real talent. <sighs> Never give up. The hatch will open now. 
and this is probably the well, probably like the second or third time we've had Amar really show true doubt, but he overcomes it, and it's something that I know they're trying to make us feel like, oh, because he's a child, he has no confidence in himself, and in other life situation stuff, he's not sure he can do X, Y, and Z. But this man doesn't realize like he is the key, he's the future, he is a badass and can do this stuff. But I digress. But he does the transformation, he starts fighting and everything. And the fight is happening out in space, right? Amro's shooting bad guys up. He's fighting Shar. Shar's coming in with some nice drop kicks and, and stuff of that nature. These motherfucking old people have the audacity to come out mid-battle to the bay and make demands. And then, on top of that, they do a sit-in saying, We're not going to leave this spot until we get on Earth. Gundam's in the way again. Huh? What the heck are you people doing in here? Hey, now, wait just a minute. This is the... What's wrong? You people are... So, looks to me like we're not going to land after all. I'm begging. Please get us to Earth now. Please. Yes, I understand. Now, you've got to go back to your rooms. We're doing all we can. Quickly, please. <sighs> hey, what's going on? That's it. We won't move. We're not going anywhere until you put us down on Earth. Makes no sense. Absolutely no sense to where they are in a combat, not a combat, they're a combat situation. They're in an actual war. They're in a battle. And you decide now, of all times, is to be like, you know what? I want to make my presence felt and known. We want to touch the Earth right now. Sir, madam, and everybody in between, we are being shot at right now. Can you let us do our job and then talk about this later? But whatever. But I, I like, I can't even say that I get it because why would you want to put yourself out there right there, you know? Like, ah, oh, I want to land on the ground right now. Sir, you are in enemy territory. You will be either imprisoned or potentially killed in the line of battle. Oh, but I don't want to do it. All this is happening. Amro's having a fight of his life. Um, Amro wins the battle. They, they ended up getting away. That's not really important, like I said. And he comes back to the ship. But before that, Char's on his way back. Garma calls Char and tells him, Gundam is modular. Yes, Garma. I need to talk to you about the mobile suit, Char. We're going to have to reassess it and come up with a better strategy. What do you mean, Garma? We have some data, not a lot, but I've made some discoveries. The mobile suit is unusual. It has a typical fighter at its core, but it is also modular and can be converted into various forms. What? You're saying that what I've been dealing with is just one mere aspect of a multi-purpose Federation mobile suit? With that much power, it... How are we even supposed to fight a weapon like that, huh, Garma? Retreat. We'll talk it over. And because of that, Gundam is modular, Shard's realization, how am I supposed to beat this if it can be used in multiple situations and adapts to what's going on, which is a legitimate question because this is the first time Shar has had an opponent where when he's outputting, I wouldn't even say Shar's outputting like a hundred percent, but no matter how much he outputs, he cannot do enough to quote unquote win the battle. He always either breaks even or loses per se. He like doesn't like lose, lose, but it's, it's, it's a loss to him more or less. And so He's got a he's got a situation on his hand now. And so he's gonna go back and talk to Garma about what's going on. 
And meanwhile, back at White Base, Amro comes back and he sees all the old people in there complaining and whining and whatnot. Safety. And what guarantee is that? Will we live till then? Please save my son and drop us off on Earth. Why can't you just find us a safe place and drop us off, Mr. Bright? What's wrong with you? You sound like a bunch of spoiled brats. How could you know how important this is? Who is it that you think we're fighting for? Who? We are fighting for all of you, risking our lives to give you a chance. You people, you make me want to quit. Amuro. And I, I, I don't blame Amro for going off like he did. I don't blame Amro for saying, y'all make me want to quit. Because those people are, are don't care about what's, they don't care about the big picture. They care about them and how they feel and not about what's actually going on. And so I'll, I'm borderline want to say that's emotional maturity from Amro showing that, hey, I am a child and I understand the gravity of the situation. I don't want to be here either, but I know what I have to do and I'm going to do my job well. Y'all need to relax. Relax. Come on. All in all. A lot of action in this episode, so it's not really good podcast content as far as that goes. But there's not a lot of world building either, but there is some growth from Amro showing like the doubt of himself and overcoming that, and also being mature enough to recognize that, hey, we're all in this. Stop being selfish. We gotta do our part. Please don't make me have to like come back to this. It's weird because with these episodes, a lot of these episodes are gonna be like this where there's not a lot of actual action, like content to talk about. There's a lot of cool action and stuff. But anyway, we're off to episode eight. Winds of War. All right, episode eight. Winds of War. We're back. Back at White Base. We're finally on Earth. Um, well, we're on Earth. We're still trying to navigate our way. I think we're in... Central Asia, I want to say. I think that's where they said they landed. I don't remember exactly. They probably mentioned it later. When your father was a boy like you, this is where he lived. Your father was a wonderful man who would have been very proud of his son. Do you think all mothers are as caring as she is, Fraubo? I don't know. I guess you haven't seen your mother in a long time, have you? I... And after that clip, um, Bright gets chewed up because they're flying low because they have quite a bit of Xeon fighting them. Now, I'm not a military genius or anything like that, but I feel like if we're in a situation where we're being tailed by somebody, I wouldn't be questioning the people piloting at the moment in time. Like, they're doing the best they can. And you're sitting up in the chair with a broken arm, just trying to bark orders, but nobody cares about you because you suck. So you should probably just let things go, you know? That that happens, and unfortunately, this happens. Lieutenant, these people would like to have a word with you immediately. We want you to leave us here instead of taking us with you. Huh? Why? But don't you realize we're in a war? There's a town here, St. Anjus. Drop us there. It's my husband's birthplace. His birthplace? We're involved in a critical situation, ma'am. I know it's difficult, but I want to bring my son up in the very town where his father was born. You people, can you think of no one but yourselves? 
Mr. Bright? I think I've got a practical solution, Lieutenant Reed. Well, what is it? Perhaps we can request a temporary ceasefire with the Xeon, sir, then drop off the civilians. What do you think, Char? About the request for a ceasefire to drop off evacuees? I don't like it. On the other hand, hmm? we don't know what the enemy wants right now, but this will buy us some time to get better prepared. And? This could be a golden opportunity for us to mobilize our slower ground forces. And our chance of victory will increase dramatically, so we shouldn't say no. Right! Still the same spoiled rich kid I once knew. Too soft. That's right, the people are asking to land. 100% asking to land. That's happening, the ship. And meanwhile, Char is back to playing Garma like a fiddle. We all know that Char truly deep down hates this man. And now the claws are st finally starting to come out a little bit. Uh, as you're going to see in this clip here. On their ship, Garma. What is it? Listen, why do you think the Trojan horse is flying as low as that? Hmm. My guess is to hide from radar. That's not it. It's to set up an interference field using the land contours. Like so. That way, the effect of the Minofsky particles is significant. Which means we can't use our most powerful weapons, which are guided by radio waves. Our only chance is to ambush them in a place where we have the advantage. And we attack them without mercy. Yep, that's... that's exactly... yep, how it goes. Um, he's just thinking and thinking of how to ruin this man's reputation, and for the most part, it works. It 100% works. Thankfully, after all this, Xeon agrees to a temporary ceasefire to let the civilians get off the the ship. Now, a group of civilians are like, we're going to get in this boat and just float our way on to this one location in this camp and meet up others. Mother and child get the bright idea to not do that. Um, but before we get to that part, we'll, we'll have some heartwarming moments uh, about what happens leading up to this situation. So here is a string of clips to, to get y'all going. This is Big John here. We confirm that the Trojan horse transport is underway. See anything unusual? Seems the site of the craft was hit by a shell. Hey, I guess those Zeons must be our escorts. Hi! <laughs> hey, cut it out. Why? Are you jealous? No way. I'm just concerned about our plan. <laughs> <laughs> Captain, a child in the window over there is waving. Yeah. Hmm. Water. I don't remember there being a large lake around this area. Hey, what's this lake called? Isn't it just some bomb crater? Well, where do you think we should land the plane anyway? Mid Lake is right over there. Take us over that way. Oh, this is totally cool. I love stuff like this. I hope we fooled them. Four elderly, two women, and three children for a total of nine evacuees. Doesn't seem to be anyone suspicious. Huh? I figured they'd try to sneak in some commandos and attempt a surprise attack. <laughs> We're watching them too closely. They could never pull it off. I suppose not. We 
thought we'd go to that house we saw earlier. Are you sure you want to go to St. Angus? Thank you, but it's really not far from here at all, so we'll just walk. If St. Angus has been evacuated, then we'll be back to join up with you. So long. Where in the world is that mother and child going? There's absolutely nothing in that direction. Over there, Captain! The crew has ejected from the transport and are headed back to the Trojan horse. I'll follow them. So now that those block clips are over, we're pretty much done with the episode. Um, this episode has a lot of action that comes into play, but we'll get to that in a second. The plan goes off pretty much without a hitch, um, which is good. Because, like I said earlier, the civilians get off the ship and they're going to go do their own thing. But the mother and son, for some reason, really want to go see her dead husband's hometown, which plot twist will come later in the episode. Yeah, not a good idea. I, if, if it were me in that situation, I would just stick with the group. I would just stay on the I'd stay on white base, to be honest, if I'm being 100% honest. But... I get the sentimental value of trying to go get those memories and see your home one last time or whatever. It's not worth it at a certain point. It's really not worth it when you're in the middle of war, a war zone. Which I guess what they're trying to really portray is that there are things that are bigger than the current situation. And to this family, to this wife in particular, the big thing is, is seeing their home once again. Uh, which is cool, but in doing so, as we saw in one previous clip, they kind of the kid made a little bit of a bond with the Zeon soldiers, and the Zeon soldiers do see that those two split off by themselves, which is like, huh, that's not a good idea. We should help them out. And here comes another string of clips. Right, now, go hide in the lake and wait for the signal. When the plan goes into action, you'll be behind enemy lines. What? <laughs> Alright, now, go hide in the lake and wait for the signal. When the plan goes into action, you'll be behind enemy lines. What? What the? Amuro! Hey, stop! Kill the radio! The enemy plane has doubled back and followed that mother and child! Aren't you worried, Ryu? Amuro! So, how did it go? We don't know yet. We'll know for sure in about 15 minutes. Kai, are you still confident you can pull this thing off? Well, I've had a good look at the place where we're gonna do it. Gun we'll give it a try. Prepare for All launch right, now. Sir! sir. Strength to save our son. No! I hope he didn't notice me. We should go check it out. Switch off the safety on the missiles. Oh no, he just did. That's the new mobile suit. If only you hadn't seen me. Ah! Oh. Oh. Try 
trying to ease up on the throttle! John has stopped transmitting. What happened? Forget the patrol. Let's begin. So those dudes are just trying to be nice and give them some supply because they see that hey, they're gonna go traverse this terrain. Let's make sure they don't go hungry at the very least. Blah blah. But Auro, because he's so narrow-minded and and really young, he's like, oh no, he's gonna go attack them. It's like I feel like those civilians. Are the least of their worries in that situation. And it's really messed up because if Amro would have just stayed low and and waited for that ship to leave, could have been totally fine. Nobody had to get hurt. Nobody had to get shot down. Uh, there wouldn't be a huge misunderstanding of what's going on. But instead, Amro shoots down Big John and his friend that are actually being human. I think the whole point of the waving between the two, the child and the Xeon soldiers, them putting the supplies down is to show that there is still some humanity left out there. When we're talking about a war here that literally has destroyed billions of people, half of Earth's population is gone, half of Xeon's population is gone, and that was just in like the first week of fighting. Like we we're we're at a point where. A lot of the people that are in command and control of the government and military and whatnot aren't really seen favorably or as human beings. And to be able to see those moments where they're, they're trying to be, be human to each other for a change is really cool, really nice. I just think that, unfortunately, everybody is so wired and geared towards being in attack mode, go mode the whole entire time. They just want to shoot down and make sure that do they, they they overthink things they they overdo it they cause more problems by being a little too active when they should just relax like we're about to see in the rest of this episode a well played trap is is brought about because Kai has a plan to drop gun taking gun cannon to put in work freaking Kai of all people the worst guy here does it I don't have that clip because it's very visual because Kai. Gets in the sequence where he starts freaking out and going a little bit crazy and he doesn't know what to do because he's never been in combat up close and personal like that before. He gets his kills in, but he's also getting smoked in the process and just freaking the F out. I'm censoring myself language-wise because I'm trying to clean it up. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just trying to be, be a little bit better about my, my, my talk and stuff. I'm trying to get some sponsors in this podcast. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But I had another clip about there being a trap. Um, it's not super important at this point because you, you, if you're watching the episode, you understand the moment when it happens. But we got to talk about this music. Now, now, y'all, I haven't heard this since this episode, but y'all, this, this heat, this heat right here. So that music is fire, and 
it, it's really awkward having this cool fire ass music go off, and then there's just death and destruction happening in these beautiful portraits and, and frames being taken with this awesome upbeat music going on. <laughs> it, it's almost um I don't want to say Tarantino-esque, but there's a director that does that where they have like the song that's playing does not match what's happening on screen. And it's just an iconoclast, which I think that's the right word for this. And so I like the music. I, I, I miss older cart I miss cartoons having custom I guess yeah, more or less custom like themes and music and, and stuff like that. It's really cool that going back and looking at stuff from older time periods, just the, the detail they put into the music. Cause I guess when you can't animate everything like super crazy, like we do nowadays, audio is way more important. And also in everything, your audio is way more important than your visual. You can get away with some bad or choppy audio or animation every now and then you can't get away from terrible audio and music. And thank God we have good music. But to really top this all off, we gotta got two things I want to point out. One is this lady has this fire bar at the end of this montage of new music. Wonder how the fighting's going for Captain Garmer's men. I don't know. Who knows who'll win this battle? It doesn't matter who wins or loses. After the men finish fighting, there will be wives without husbands and children without fathers. Hey, Coley, have you fallen asleep now, honey? What she said is so on point. Because it doesn't matter who wins nor loses, there are still going to be widows and children and anything in between that are left without a spouse, a loved one, a husband, a brother, a, a sister, a daughter, a son. They're going to lose out on family members because of this war. And this is kind of the second time, I think, in this series in particular, they really kind of dive into the, yeah, none of this really matters in the end. Because every, everybody technically loses. Everybody technically loses. Now, unfortunately, this lady has a not-so-great end because this clip gets played. It's the Federation mobile suit! Ah! They got the last Saku! Wing Commander, do you read me? Commander! The Magella attack units are destroyed! Retreat! Retreat! How can I convey the extent of this devastating loss to my sister? Garma, you can still recover from this. We have a duty to boost morale on the front line. Next time, I'll go with you. Please. We must return to our unit or we'll be left behind. The two of you should stay in the capsule overnight for shelter. How can I ever repay you? Hey, kiddo. Huh? Grow up big and strong and take care of your mother. Uh, hey, lady. Yes? What is it? Until about a year ago, this used to be a small town called St. Angus. I think it would be better for you and your boy to go back and join the other civilians. What? This was... This was... St. Angus? Oh, God. 
Holy mommy. <laughs> Pretty much, um, they were at St. Agnes the whole time. That crater, that crater that they've been hanging out in, the, that the that's full of water and stuff. That desert, that nuclear desert. <laughs> that was your husband's hometown. You've been there the whole entire time. Now, not only are you separated from uh, the other group, your husband's hometown was flattened. You have no home to go to. You lost. So. Hopefully they find their way back, but that's that's kind of a sad way. But also it goes hand in hand with her quote. She says that it doesn't matter what goes on on the battlefield. People will suffer and lose because of it. Another pretty action-oriented episode, which is cool. You know, kind, of, kind of sucks that I can't show those. One day we'll do a live show and we'll show clips for people. And it's going to be such a wonderful day. A wonderful event indeed. But uh, the mother really carries the episode on, the, on her back with this one because she drops the quotes, she gives the mother's love, and she just kind of has the worst end of everything. Um, Amro's still a badass. Kai actually became somewhat not useless for a change. But all in all, this is a, 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 a it's an okay episode. You know, it, it it moves us forward enough, and it gives us a little more emotional weight and baggage going into the next few episodes. Trust me. The last block we have, um, 9 through 12, uh, actually not 9 through 12, because we're doing 7 through 9 right now, Not uh, 10 through 12 are heavy, 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 but um, yeah, that's enough for episode 8, and now it's off to episode 9. Fly Gundam. And after that lovely introduction, we are back yet again, that's right. Episode 9, Fly Gundam, in the last episode of our block. This is another pretty action-packed episode, but there is a lot of development and growth and stuff that will impact future episodes that goes down here. It's pretty cool. We open up to Amro finally trying to get some rest, but however, Frau comes and bothers him because it's time to eat, and Amro is like, I can't eat, blah, 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 this, blah, blah, that. And why would I continue to explain it when I can let this clip explain it right here? Hey, what's wrong? Nothing's wrong, Frau. You have a fever? I'm fine. I guess you're probably just too tired to eat, huh? I haven't slept much since we left home. Even when I have the time, I can't seem to sleep. When I close my eyes, all I can see are the battles I've been fighting. Do you want me to talk to Sayla for you, Amro? She was a third-year medical student on Side 7. Quit bugging me! Cut it out, Amro. This isn't like you. Well, it's even less like me to be fighting at all! Most of the adults aren't with us anymore because of this war. We just have to accept the fact that kids like us have to do our parts. When it comes right down to it, the Federation and the Xeon are all the same. Stop biting your nails. We're a decoy, you know. The Federation is just using us. Decoy? It's obvious, Frau. The Federation is developing more advanced weapons. We've got to distract the enemy as much as we can until the weapons have been completed. Anyone can see we're just being used as a diversion. It's all just in your head. You really need to get some rest. And you should try to get some food inside of you. 
I get it. I get it. Amuro is tired because he's been doing quite a lot of battling and fighting, and he just needs his rest. However, he's got to eat. If you don't eat, you can't rest properly. So I understand why Frau is coming to help, like, hey, do your stuff and things. Meanwhile, some people are getting upset the fact that the pilots, like Amuro and Ryu, are getting special treatment. As we can see here. Elder Lear. We can't prove it, but that doesn't mean you're not guilty, so don't act innocent. That's baloney! Think I have time to eat better when I'm busy cooking so much? But you have to admit you are looking well fed. Why, you? All right, then I'll ask you straight out. Why is it that only Amuro and Ryu get bigger portions? Bright gave us strict orders to treat them like regular pilots, so don't blame me if that upsets you. <laughs> well, they're not the only ones who are fighting. A soldier's ration is adjusted according to how active he is. <laughs> People are noticing that, hey, these two are getting more ra rations. What the hell? I want some more food, too. Carry your weight is what the chef says, which I understand both sides of the argument. You know, they're pulling more weight, therefore they're getting more food, but that does cause and create more tension amongst crew members because they're saying without saying that your work isn't as valued here. I'll be a little mad, but I, I'm more logical and be like, yeah, it's fine. It's whatever it is, what it is. As this is going down, Amro's on his way to the food hall. And then we have Bright and Reed having a conversation and then this rations conversation leading to another altercation as well. I'm sorry, Fraubo. Don't worry. Here, have some of mine. Oh, are you sure? Thank you very much, son. Amaro, it's important for you to eat well. Well then, don't make me eat out here. Amaro? What was it all for then? All of our fighting and struggling up to now. It wasn't all in vain, Bright. The soldiers here, they've grown more confident in their fighting skills. Mr. Bright, mm -hmm. repairs to damaged sectors have been completed, sir. Where did Hayato and Sela go? They're on gun maintenance. Hmm. I think it's time to send out a patrol now. Amaro, I'm sending you out on patrol. Report to the bridge. Hmm. What are you doing? Let's go. Amaro, hurry up! Why stir things up now by sending out a patrol? What? You're always sending me out to fight in these stupid battles of yours, Bright! I'm sick of it! Amaro. <sighs> I think Amaro's exhausted. I beg your pardon, sir, but we're relying on him too much. Me and Hayato can go on patrol. So Reed wants to abandon White Base. Amaro's giving his food away because he sees an old man stealing from a child. And then... Chaos ensues because... They think he's pressured eating in front of people with more food causes jealousy, which I get it. The only similar antidote I have is I had a lot of friends in high school that were wrestlers. So when wrestling season was about, they could not eat food at lunch if they're trying to make weight. And those are the people I sat with because we shared locker rooms and we all had similar like lunch periods together. And unfortunately, I'd be sitting there with my food, feeling terrible, eating and like, well, I'm sorry you guys can't partake in this food I'm having right now. But I'm sure you guys are going to win your wrestling meet, which eight times out of ten they did. So, yeah, I get it. I totally understand why people will get upset about that. That's not really, like, in a war situation, I feel like that's a really small and petty thing to get mad about. You should just let that go and just let bygones be bygones and just focus on survival for yourself and just keeping morale high. But now we flash on over to uh, Garma and crew. 
And Garma uses his brain again, which we all know what happens when Garma uses his brain. Garma, there's no reason why you should go out there. Thanks for your concern, but I have to consider what my elder sister might think. Guys like you who have no family ties wouldn't understand. Prepare for a sortie. What's wrong? Enemy fighters detected, sir. What? Garma, don't think about going out there now. Come back. I'm going to go, and I'll shoot down every one of them. Come back. Garma, now. Garma thinks that he can do stuff to impress his family, and that'll get them in the good graces, when in reality, just living is enough for him. And Shara points that out in a later clip. We, we Ryu and I think it's Hayato are on patrol or, or Sky are on patrol. And they're like, oh, we should take it out. But Ryu's like, nah, we need more firepower for this. And all the while, Amuro refuses to pilot Gundam. In fact, it gets so bad where Frau comes in and tries to make a plea with him. However, things don't go according to plan. I want to play a series of clips back to back to back. And y'all will understand where I'm coming from with this. I thought that out of anybody here, maybe you'd understand how I'm feeling. I can't feel all that sorry for you when I hear that even Kai is doing his best to operate gun cannon. They're all fighting bravely out there. Is that right? And they'll get sick of it real soon. I'm tired, so tired. I've been through enough. Leave me alone. <sighs> yes, Frabo? Amaro's not up to it. He doesn't want to fight. What's that? Right, don't. Amaro! We have an important sortie to carry out now. Can you promise me I'll get some sleep when this fighting is over, Mr. Bright? Promise you? Amaro. I can't seem to control myself anymore. Listen, if you hadn't gone out there and fought the enemy, I wouldn't be alive right now. What about me? I need to take a break. I can't. I'm tired of being scared. All right. I demand to know what you think you're doing. I was wondering what it is you're fighting for, Mr. Bright. This is not the time to get philosophical on me, Amaro. Stand up this instant. Hey, why don't you leave me alone? If you're so eager to send Gundam into battle again, why not pilot it yourself? What? I'd do it if I could. I don't need a kid to tell me how I should do my job. Yeah, well, I don't see why I have to do something just because I can. You shouldn't have hit me. Mr. Bright! What's wrong with hitting you? You're a selfish brat. We've been catering to your tantrums and it's going to stop now. I'm not. I'm not the person you make me out to be. You got no right. Not even my own father hit me before. I've got no more time for you. You need to do some growing up fast if you want to survive this thing. That's it. I'm not doing it anymore. After what you've done, I'll never get in the Gundam ever again. <sighs> Amuro, um, would you just listen to the things you're saying? Stop it now. I want you to stop acting so pathetic. Ah! <sighs> I'm heading off to the bridge right now. Amuro, I'm so disappointed in you, I don't even want to see your face. Your combat performance has been amazing up until now. I expected you would surpass the Red Comet. It's really too bad. Sure? <sighs> uh, Mr. Bright! Bright! Amuro! <sighs> There's a manual on how to operate all the controls in Gundam, isn't there? Hmm? I'll fight in Gundam on my own. I hate it when people run away from responsibilities, especially when they can help. If you can't take pride in the way you've protected White Base, then as far as I'm concerned, you're not a real man. I just... Fraubo... I'm sorry, but there's no way you could operate Gundam properly. Ugh, Amaro! 
It's tough, but... I guess I'm a man after all. So things aren't good. Amro's kind of in his feelings right now, as we would say, in the community. Which I understand, he's tired and needs a break. But he's not allowed to get a break. He's a child, but he's also part of a war. And he has to fight the war! Um, I love how Bright's right hand is just a recurring theme that happens where he just smacks the ever-living life out of people it's great it's fantastic to watch in here but uh bright goes off on that speech as amro is refusing to pilot gundam and everybody else is just like hey we're out here fighting and risking our lives please help us somebody we're in combat please and that speech really just lights a fire under him and then frow comes in with the stone cold stunner saying i'll go pilot gundam myself because i hate people that don't live up to their responsibilities you tell him girl you tell him. Amuro eventually wisens up and goes to Pilot Gundam. Meanwhile, we cut to Char, where he basically rigs the game against Garma. Look at him out there. Captain Garma sure does have a lot of guts. It wasn't just his father's influence that got him his position as captain. Commander, you think this is all right? Just sitting here and watching like this? Yes, I think so. He said he'd request assistance if he needed it, and we must respect that. We don't want to interfere with his plan and hurt his pride, or we might get in trouble. He can still contact us by radio. Yes, the Minovsky particle density is still low enough, so we should have no problems receiving radio transmissions from Captain Garma. Well, then that's fine. I'm not too crazy about getting chewed out by our Captain Garma. So, yeah, uh, he basically messed with the controls. Nobody really saw somehow, but we see it visually, which doesn't make great for audio. But Garma's gonna feel it because uh, Garma's gonna be fighting Gundam, which we're gonna see in this next clip. Well, I see you finally decided to join the party mobile suit, but you're not much of a threat, not from the ground. BB Squadron, concentrate your attack on the white mobile suit. Here it goes. I know Gundam can jump up and stay in the air for a while with these rocket nozzles. That mobile suit's actually flying, sir! What? Gundam is rocking and rolling this fight. Gundam is putting in that work. He is cooking. Amuro is putting on a motherfucking clinic right now. Sorry for any sponsor listening to this podcast. I had to drop that one bomb because it is worth it. The clip deserves that. He gets scared and he tries to get his radio because he realizes that, oh, this is a little more than I thought of. That Fetty has no idea he's within Gao's beam cannon range. Gao, fire! Shoot that mobile suit! Can't you hear me? It's me, Gao! It's Garma! What's going on? I'm positive the radio is working on my end, at least. He gets played. He, he gets played. He gets played. He gets played. Um, and, and, and in light of that, I'm not even going to waste more time. With all the dirt on this plug, it's no wonder my radio wasn't working properly. Engineer, you will be dealt with accordingly. <clears throat> what do you have to say about it? It's unfortunate. I'm sure you saw the action on the laser scope, Commander Shar. Even without my distress call, you could have easily come to my rescue. I was trying to be careful not to damage your sense of pride, Captain Garma. Damage my sense of pride? You instructed me to simply watch. <laughs> also, with your piloting skills, I had no doubt you'd be able to maneuver through that little mess without a problem. I suppose. 
And the most unfortunate thing of all is that when we had the perfect opportunity to shoot down the enemy transport, you were directly in the way, and so we couldn't fire. I'm sorry. Well, as long as you understand, Char. Char is really good at giving people that false hope because he's playing, he's rigging the game to where he will win no matter what. And Garma is just too stupid to understand that. And Garma, if I was Garma, I'd be like, yo, everybody here that allowed that to happen and didn't help me out, y'all are just, y'all are expelled from my division. Get the fuck off my ship. We're done. It's over with. That's what I would have done. But instead, he keeps on allowing Char to tag along, thinking that Char will help him get into the good graces of his family, which we'll see in two weeks what happens when you when you play your cards that way. But now we go back to white base post battle, and our boy Amuro has a thing for older women, apparently. Resupplied anytime soon, Lieutenant? If you can escape from Xeon airspace, it's very likely. But nothing until then. Nevertheless, when it seems there's no hope as you battle, don't forget that there are people out there who have not abandoned you. Ms. Matilda? Without your fighting skills with the Gundam, my supply plane would have been destroyed on the way here. Thank you so much. Amuro, I believe you may be a psychic. <laughs> oh, not me. Good luck. Thanks. Matilda departs, yet a slight fragrance still lingers in the air. For Amaro, this is the first time he's noticed the charms of a woman. The smell of her perfume lingered in the room. My boy Amaro finally noticed what women were like. Now if he could only give Frau the attention she deserves. Only. But uh, that's kind of important because it, it seems like Amro's maturity was putting his ego aside and doing stuff for the team. And then also, women are a thing. <laughs> it's so funny how in our dumb dude brains, we can turn that section off for so long. And then seemingly out of nowhere, we're like, women are great. It's true. Amro, you're, you're allowed to have feelings towards the opposite sex or the same sex, however you please. Just don't act like a demon towards Frau, for the love of God. But anyway, episodes. This episode was, was a good one. It, it there hasn't really been a bad episode yet. I think there's some bad ones coming up pretty soon. Like episode 11's kind of episode 11's kind of meh. But we're still in the cover no matter what. Um, Amra shows some emotional maturity this time and, and ends up putting his feelings away and sacrificing and doing stuff for the team. So good on him. But I'm not going to keep y'all any further because we need to edit this thing down. Because y'all got to wake up and get a nice bowl of cereal with this podcast. Or finish your cereal with this. So that's it for this week. Thank y'all once again for hanging out with me this whole entire time. Once again, like I said at the top of the podcast hour, please like, share, comment, rate. Do all the things you can to get that visibility up. Share it on Reddit. Share it, share it in your Discord. Share it anywhere possible, please. Um, and then also don't forget to go ahead and interact with us in the socials and the links. Hit the links in the description. All right. Hit those. All right. I'm going to see you on a couple weeks. Y'all be good. Stay hydrated. And ultimately be kind to each other there. All right. Peace.
kid to tell me how I should do my job. 